Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 94 of the podcast that was originally recorded on December 2nd of 2015. Some of the games I played for the week, Deus, Lords of Waterdeep, Shroud of the Avatar, and a little bit of Fallout 4. I also talked about a few of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to the games. This is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 94 of the podcast. Hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G there. On Facebook, you can just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody. Sorry I missed last week, but we had some things going on with the family. My dad was in the hospital for some surgery, and he had just gotten out. And with Thanksgiving and everything, I just could not get around to recording a podcast. And that week, I really didn't have much time to actually play any games either. So I really didn't have too, too much to talk about. But this week, I actually went down to my local game store, and on Black Friday, I was kind of hoping that there would be a big group down there like there was last year, and lo and behold, there there really wasn't. Let's jump into what I'm playing now. Deus was one of the first games I actually played on Black Friday, and pretty much the only game I played on Black Friday. Like I was saying, I had gone down to my local friendly game, my friendly local game store, hoping to get a day of gaming in. But it seems like all the normal board gamers that I normally meet up with down there had other plans for that day. Uh, Like I just mentioned last year on Black Friday, there was literally, the place was full from the time I walked in around noon, I think till closing time. And I had gotten in a ton of gaming on that day. But alas, this year was a little different and uh, Deus is the only game that I actually was able to get into play. So I guess it was indeed kind of a Black Friday for me. I just didn't get in the gaming that I really wanted to or was was really hoping to. But uh, let's jump into Deus a little bit. So Deus is an area control game, and you start out in Deus with a hand of cards. You start off with a little bit of money, various meeples that will depict your army, various buildings that you can build throughout the game, as well as some resource tokens. And while there may seem to be like there's kind of like a lot going on on the board to keep track of, The game is very color-coordinated, and I really caught on rather quickly, I'd say, in picking up what the various resources were, how the pieces were played on the board, and basically moving them from your tableau to the main board, and how you got them out there. So on your turn, what you can do is you will play a card, which will normally have a resource or a monetary cost, uh, possibly both on there to it, and then depending on the card that you played, you will get to place one of your buildings or an army piece if you played, I think it was the red cards or your army pieces, on the board. And there's different places on the board that you can put your pieces, uh, but certain pieces definitely will go better with the resource that the tile is producing. And the way the game board is put together, I think there were three of us, so there were three tiles that we initially started off with as far as what made up the game board. I think it was three. might have been more. I I can't remember, but I think it actually was three. Basically, each hex tile 
has a different resource on it that actually is being produced on there if you can get a get the appropriate type of building on there that you can take advantage of that. So each card also has some text on it which will give you a special special ability which you can also activate when other cards of the same type are played. So like I was just mentioning the army card and the and the army meeple which kind of look like a little figure meeple. Uh, if you played one of those cards, the next time you played a card of that type and put out a me little meeple guy, you would then get to activate from the bottom up the cards that you had actually played that went along with that color. So it's a pretty interesting mechanic that you can really piggyback and getting some good chains going and get a good engine going if you are producing or being able to play, I guess I should say, cards of the same color in a row quite a bit. So the management piece for this game comes in the form of having to discard cards, which are basically considered a gift to the gods to refresh your hand limit, which is a pretty interesting mechanic. And you can also discard as many cards as you want. And when you do that, the top card that you discard will activate an ability for that color that is basically listed on your tableau. I don't have all those memorized, so I can't really go into all of those. But let's just say there was some that were... If you played a particular color, you were able to choose different resources or you were able to choose maybe an extra card. So each each different color really had a different ability that could be kicked off when you do that. And when you do this, you will also get another building of that type to place in your tableau to play later. So that's kind of how you get your buildings refreshed. As at the beginning of the game, you start off with two of each building on your tableau. So you really have to balance what cards you're playing what cards you're keeping for future turns based on what buildings you still have available. There were several turns where I really wanted to play a particular card, but I didn't have the building available on my tableau, so I kind of had to decide, do I keep the cards in my hand? Do I discard them to get another building to be able to play and hope I get a good draw? So it's, it's kind of a guessing game when you get to that point, but if you do plan things appropriately, sometimes you can get a good draw. I know I started off playing some of the some of the boat cards early which are the blue cards and I was able to play a couple of ships early on and after playing those two blue cards early in the game I don't think I saw another blue card until the very end of the game which kind of made me laugh because I was kind of going to go for a whole like water goal there and just work on those and when I just didn't draw those cards again I just really couldn't do much with that color anymore. So the goal of the game is actually to accumulate the most victory points so it is a victory point game which can be achieved in multiple ways. There are goblin spots on the board, and if you can surround a goblin space, you will get all the victory points that are actually laying there on that tile. I also I had a card that actually gave me points for having my army next to goblin spaces, which was really nice as early in the game I was able to put my army right in between two goblin spaces that were on two different tiles, and I every time I was able to play the army card, my red cards, I was able to make a good amount of money from doing that. Uh, there's other cards that can give you victory points as well for having certain resources or for money at the end of the game. And there's also, you can build a temple during the game. And those cards also have some nice rewards as well. Those requirements are interesting as you're able to build one at the beginning of the game. And then I believe to build the second one, it requires that you have a card in each tableau spot so in each color spot you need to have a card and the third one the third um, temple if you want to build that one you have to have two cards in each of your tableau spots so it really is a way to kind of control how fast the game is going to end as the temples normally only give end game rewards so figuring out when to build them is really important 
So the end game can actually be triggered by removing all the goblin pieces from the board, I believe, or by playing all the temples. And there may be another way that I'm not remembering, but we basically ended our game after I played the last temple. And I have to say that it was a lot of fun. At first, I thought there was kind of a little too much going on just between all the different pieces, all the different colors, the cards, the tableau in front of you. But it was actually very easy to learn. I picked it up pretty much after the first turn and I was really comfortable with everything and kind of just started working on getting that resource engine going and was just having a heck of a lot of fun with it. So if you haven't had a chance to play Deus yet, definitely check it out as I definitely think it is a game worth trying. So check out Deus and you will enjoy it. All right. Lords of Waterdeep was another game I got in this past week. This was a game my wife and I had played. We haven't played Lords of Waterdeep in a little while. We've actually been on a Viticulture kick and playing through some other games. Of course, we still haven't played some of the games that are on my what I, what I want to play now list, but I guess we'll get to that at the end of the show, like we always do. But uh, Lords of Waterdeep was a really fun game. We, of course, played with the expansion like we always do. I actually had to skim through the rules and look up a couple of things while we were playing because it has been so long since we played. We were looking at each other like, okay, um, we remembered pretty much everything and had a blast playing it, but uh, the setup and everything is what we pretty much had to look at in the board for because we couldn't remember everything that actually went um with the setup but we had a really good game the lords that we had drawn i had drawn i can't even remember which one i draw which one i drew i want to say it was piety and maybe something else an arc arcana my wife had originally drawn the lord that i had several times ago when we had played which is the one from the expansion which lets you get four points for every corruption you have at the end of the game and when she saw that and read it, I instantly knew from the look on her face what lord she had. And I basically asked her, I go, do you have the lord that, you know, gives you four corruption for every corruption that you have? Um, or four victory points for every corruption you have? And she says, yeah. And I go, if you do not want to play with that lord... I go, let's put him back in the at the bottom of the pile. And I go, and you are more than welcome to draw another Lord because I could just see from the look on her face, she just really didn't want to have to deal with that. And after I had played with that the one time, I, I'm not too keen on that Lord either because you're basically just balancing out how much um, how much corruption you can actually spend and how much corruption you can obtain uh, as as whereas where you're at in the victory track to kind of just balance everything out so that one that one just isn't as fun to me maybe in a four four or five player game that one could be a little bit more fun but with just the two of us i kind of wanted to just have a little bit better of a game so i just said let's swap that out real quick and she did immediately and we had a really good game i think this was probably one of our highest scoring games i think both of us had well into 200 if not close to 300 points for some reason uh each of us had gotten 40 point quests that we had turned in i had turned one in right on the last turn and was able to pull off the win with that 40 point turn in which i was extremely stoked about and she was a little upset about that i was able to turn that one in but we had a great time playing lords of Waterdeep, and i'm sure We'll be getting that one to the table again soon because we forgot how much we actually enjoyed that one. All right, now we're going to jump over to a few PC games I've been playing. Shroud of the Avatar we're going to talk about a little bit. I haven't been doing too much in this game. I haven't been leveling up as much as I kind of want to, mainly because of the next game that I'm going to be talking about. But um, for Shroud of the Avatar, my friend's player-owned town has actually been installed into the game, which we've been having a lot of fun building, playing with the houses and just trying to decorate things and get that stuff all set up. I also was able to finish the hat quest, which I think I am going to deem the ugly hat quest of release 24 as it's a pilgrim hat and the hat is just downright hideous. I, I, it's, I think they did a hat similar to this maybe last year around this time uh, for the for the Thanksgiving holiday, but I, it's just it, it has to be one of the ugliest hats that I have ever seen in any game. And I really didn't want it at first, but 
ever since I've started collecting the hats now, since they are going to be rare and since they are limited time as when you can get them during those releases only, I figured, let me just go do the quest real quick. And I will say release 24 at quest was much easier than the 23 one. I actually didn't die at all. Towards the end, the last place I went to, I can't remember the name of the, the location, but it was the last location I think that was listed from the tour guide. And that place, there was a troll near the the NPC that you needed to talk to, but I was able to kind of just maneuver around him ever so gently, and I thought I aggroed him for a second, but he didn't come up into the the cliff area that I had to run up to, so I was extremely happy that he did not do that. But I was able to finish the hat quest fairly easy. I did have to use some heals as I was running around because I'm playing a magic user now with cloth armor, and everybody that hits me seems to hit me for a crap load of damage, which is definitely something else I am not used to having played a plate-wearing warrior for the past several, for the past probably six months that I've been playing the game. So playing a mage with just cloth definitely hurts a little bit more. But having a good time with Shroud of the Avatar, what little bit I've been playing with that. But I will say most of my time has been spent playing Fallout 4. So I don't even know where I really wanted to start with Fallout 4. I will say I won't give away any spoilers. I At the end, maybe I'll mention kind of where I'm at with it. But let's just kind of jump into what I've been doing. So I think as of a few nights ago, I think I'm right around 80 hours spent in the game. And I kind of don't see my style, myself stopping anytime soon. I will say after about 80 hours worth of play, though, there's a few things I'd kind of like to see refined, I guess we can say a little, uh, to maybe make the, the next 80 hours maybe a little more enjoyable. So the first thing I'm going to mention is lockpicks and hacking. Huh, where do we start? So lockpicking, I don't find as tedious. Lockpicking is actually kind of fun. The hacking of computers is pretty much I'm completely tired of right now. Every time I find a terminal that uh, needs to be hacked, I kind of just give a deep sigh, walk up to it, just try to knock it out as fast as possible. I mean, I really didn't mind it for the first 40 hours or so, but now I just really do not want to do any more hacking anymore on the computers. I've actually skilled up in my lockpicking and hacking because um, I'm completely ADD with trying to collect everything in the game. And I can't just stand not seeing what's behind every nook, every cranny, every safe, every possibly hidden behind every locked door. But uh, I'm just kind of tired of the hacking part right now. I will say uh, I've gotten extremely good at the hacking. Uh, I can't even, I'm trying to think, I can't even think of the last time I actually failed at one. Trying to, even some of the ones that are, uh, the, the, the expert ones that are longer words and even the master ones. And I, I'm playing on the PC, and I know I could probably go into the console and probably just do some unlock from the console. I had looked some things up before, but I, I just don't want to do that. I really didn't want to have to use any console commands in the game. I've heard sometimes, I was reading somewhere that using console commands can sometimes mess up your save or something. So I really do not want to mess up any of my 80 hours I've spent with the game. Maybe until I actually finish the storyline. Maybe I should probably save some of those things until I finish the storyline and then go back and just use console commands on everything and then get stuff that way. But, um... I guess I'm just going to have to figure something out to get me through. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be the next 80 hours or what with the game. And, I, and I'm not sure if I'm joking with that last estimate or not. Because there aren't too many games I play more than 80 hours on. Uh, but I have a feeling this one is going to be one that I'm going to continue playing. And I definitely want to finish the storyline. As, as of right now, I can't just stop playing the game. So trying to think of what else there would be to maybe make things a little bit better. Um, I guess the one thing other that I would like to see is maybe... a little bit more information about everything within the game and maybe a little bit better of a tutorial for most things. One thing I do when I get into a game like this, I always pick up strat the strategy guides for the games. I normally don't use them that much. 
I usually, for Skyrim, my wife had bought me the collector's edition of the strategy guide. I, I rarely used it for anything. I mean, I looked up a few things map-wise, but I, I just really didn't use it that much. Uh, I actually picked up the ebook for this one from Prima Guides on pretty much the second day I was playing, and I think this is probably the most I have ever 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 probably the only other strategy guide i ever used more than this one would probably be the initial ashron call ones when i had started playing that game since that was my first mmo and i was just trying to learn everything about the game i pretty much read the strategy guide for ashron's call front to back now for fallout 4 i definitely haven't read the strategy guide front to back as i'm just using the search feature whenever i'm some someplace but uh each place i go after i'm done kind of searching for everything i open up the guide and i kind of just take a look did i miss anything that i really want um and one of the biggest things I always seem to somehow overlook, and I'm not too sure why, are the stupid little magazines that give you little perks and bonuses that are kind of laying around everywhere. And also, I don't know what the deal is with all the rolled up Boston newspapers. I know the game takes place in Boston, but why are rolled up newspapers everywhere? I was thinking of just starting to kind of just pick up all the damn newspapers and seeing if there's an achievement for actually collecting like 500 or more of those those damn things that are laying around everywhere. Uh, I doubt if there is one like that. I could just take a look through the achievements to actually see, but it would be kind of funny if there was. And I'm sure you can, you know, use the newspapers for paper and break them down for something in the game, and that's why they're everywhere. It just seems like they are they're everywhere. There's just rolled up newspapers that you would think it's that's that's not a place that I would think I would find a newspaper in the in the post-apocalypse era that you're in. So I will say the one thing that really keeps me coming back to the game, though, is the combat. I love the VAT system. Uh, like I mentioned before, this is my first Fallout. So I've seen the VAT system before in different game previews and in some different game videos I've watched in some of the earlier Fallout games. But having never really actually experienced it before, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. And I mean, I don't mind just opening fire on someone. I mean, I'm, I, I just love the feeling of just opening up that VAT system, picking a spot on the enemy, and then just letting the computer open fire and watching that last kind of just slow-mo bullet go right through the enemy, making him explode into a pool of blood, and it's just one of the best feelings you can get when playing a game, and it's just awesome. I just love that. And I, I know that kind of got a little graphic there, but it's just it's just a lot of fun. I've mentioned before on the podcast that I'm not really a huge FPS fan. But there's there's just something about the game that's just kind of scratching the itch right now that it just it's just I'm having a good time with it. And it's just a good combination of role playing with that bat system, as well as some of the exploration and just the storyline seems to be really good so far. It's I'm, I'm, I'm just having a heck of a lot of fun with it. Now, one of the other things that I kind of like to maybe seen maybe worked on just a little bit is kind of just being thrown into the game with all the crafting stations. Nothing really to go by was I'd have to say kind of a little overwhelming. I mean, you're when you first find that one of the first places besides your home area that you find where there are just a lot of just crafting stations, you're kind of just standing there like, okay, it, I, there, there's so much junk to collect in this game. I know you can use it all, but it's just figuring out what actually needs to be crafted and what can just wait for later on. It'd be kind of nice if they just gave you a little bit of guidance at the beginning of the game. And also the building of the settlements. And so let me just give you a couple of tips on settlements in case if you missed them. I can't remember if it shows it during some of the load screens or not, but um, like your resources, like your food and water in your settlements, whatever those total up to, you want to make sure that your settlements have that much in defense. So it's a good idea to have defense. So if you're if you're producing like five food and maybe 10 water, you want to make sure that your defense is at 15 or higher. And I kind of got tired of being broke. So in one of my settlements, I just plopped down 
004 or 6 uh, water purification systems, and I'm producing about 200 water, and my defenses are nowhere near 200. They're probably only maybe close to 40 or 50, and the settlement right now is getting raided constantly. I could probably sit down, and I've, I've trained up science and gun nut, you know, and everything to where I could probably build the big machine gun turrets and probably stop the town from getting attacked, but I really don't want to waste all my resources on just having to defend this town because that's pretty much the easiest way I found to make money so far is just through selling the getting the purified water, selling it through all the different vendors in a couple of my different settlements as well as in Diamond City. And that's kind of how I've how I funded my bullet habit, I guess we shall say. <laughs> so one of the things I was actually thinking about doing was not actually talking to one of the NPCs after finishing the quest. So in Sanctuary is where I have all of the pure water, pur water purification systems. And I'm thinking one of these times I may just not talk to the NPC that said they were being raided in Sanctuary and see if it actually just stops the raiding from happening. The other thing that I would kind of like to see in your towns is when you're actually when your town actually gets attacked, it would be nice to actually see if I'm actually losing anything from the town. Because when you talk to the NPC, he says that, you know, things are being stolen, this and that. But I'm not really too sure if those things are being stolen from my workshop. Because that's pretty much where I have everything in that town, is just in that one workshop. So I don't know if things are actually being stolen from there. I really haven't kept good numbers or good tracks or a spreadsheet. I haven't gone that far yet. Um, but it would be kind of nice to actually see what your overall statistics are as far as what you have in a town and then what somebody was actually taking so you can actually know if it how urgent it needs to be to actually protect that town i guess i would say so I, like i said i haven't tried not talking to the npc yet i usually just like talking to the npc and then talking to the other guy in in sanctuary because you get some nice xp for completing those quests and saving a town but right now i'm getting to the point i'm just about level 31 almost 32 i think it's, I'm leveling up nicely just by doing other things. I think I can miss that couple hundred XP points that I get for turning in this one city each time just to let it sit and maybe not have to protect it every time. I figure one of these times after I do that, I'm going to stop that to see what actually happens. But I, I like I said, I haven't done it yet. So like I mentioned, I'm also I'm playing on PC. So I've also modded the game just a little bit. I'm using the Nexus Mod Manager, which has come in nicely. It's really easy to actually install the mods once you get that set up and running. It seems like this was a little trickier to get running than it was with Skyrim, because um, I did use Nexus Mod Manager for Skyrim, and I don't remember having to go through the whole setup process like I did for Fallout 4, but uh, it's there, there's a YouTube video out there. If you find that right off of their page, you can do it really quick and easy. Um, I don't have too many mods installed, but I will say the Enhanced Blood Splatter is probably one of my favorites so far and um, I also just installed the enhanced map last night which I'm still trying to get used to and trying to see how much of a difference there is to that one so having a good time with that that's about all I think I'm going to talk about for fallout tonight like I said I didn't want to go into any any of the story but I am at the point um, where I'm actually into a couple of good storylines that I'm going on right now and I kind of just really want to get back into the game and finish some of those to actually see what where where that goes on next so that's it those are the games I was playing for the week so what I want to play now on Black Friday, one of the things I actually picked up with some birthday money that I actually had gotten, I picked up Time Stories. I've looked through that game. That game looks to be a heck of a lot of fun. I really have tried to not watch any of the videos on YouTube that anybody has put out for those, as I would kind of like to play this game spoiler-free. And I know the game really is kind of only playable once, so I'm 
really don't want to watch and ruin anything for that so hopefully we can get time stories to the table soon and then of course i want to get back into fallout 4 so i think that's going to be the end of the episode so i can actually get back to fallout 4 so hey everybody thanks for joining me this week uh this was episode 94 of the podcast so as always send me some emails let me know what you're playing now if you want to talk about fallout 4 that would be something i'd really enjoy talking about right now hey follow me on twitter at what i'm playing now like i always say don't forget to drop the g there on facebook just do a search for what i'm playing now our google plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what i'm playing now podcast and then of course our twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what i'm playing now hey everybody thanks for joining me for another week of gaming and i will be back next week with some more games i'm getting ready to go down to the local game store tomorrow night for some gaming so i should have a few more things to talk about next week other than fallout 4 but i will probably mention that as well maybe just a little bit. So hey, thanks for joining me, everybody. Go play some games and then remember to let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.